Ooh. If you heard a burp before this, then I was betrayed. <laughs> well, now there's not going to be a burp before it, and they're not even going to know what you're talking about. You're just giving yourself away, man. I'm fine with that. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> oh, fine. Uh, it's fine. Um, so, hi. Welcome to our little kingdom. Hello. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for welcoming me to... to are our little kingdom. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that was weird. <laughs> hey, babe. What is up with it, though? one week off of podcasting and we're back to our okay I, I was gonna say we're back to our prime awkwardness but I guess that's giving us a lot of assumptions that we're not constantly at our prime awkwardness eh. that you're sort of implying is though we're, we're doing it well we're well. doing awkward well I think our prime awkwardness is when we kind of <laughs> got over the hump of you know being awkward still but also navigating the awkwardness in a good way now we just sound like bumbling idiots. Just bumbling. <laughs> Why is bumbling such a good word? I feel like I don't use the word bumbling enough. Get on it. Honestly, though. What a, like, under underused, underappreciated word in my vocab. Bumbling. So yeah, we took one week off podcasting. Take that, bitches. That's right. I know you were just fucking so horny for our podcast. I'm sure you were yeah. so sad that we, we missed, missed week. one week. <laughs> uh, but look at you. Uh, we got to that 10 episode milestone and we are like, well, I guess that's that. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> but no, we're back with 11. Let's make a weird high-fiving sound. <laughs> yeah. We are. So how was your week? How was your two weeks? Fuck. Right. Oh my god. Let's get crazy. Good lord. Um, <laughs> it's been a roller coaster of two weeks. <laughs> the shit has hit the fan once again in our part of the universe, mm. and we are back to lockdown, uh, which got pretty officialized. Work, work is fully locked down now too, so uh, it's been fun having to deal with that for two weeks. I I, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a, in a bit of a daze mm. past two weeks. There's just been so much yeah. happening at work particularly uh that it i don't know it's all, it, it, it's overwhelming i guess the coping mechanism is to kind of exist in limbo yeah um hence that kind of dazed feeling i guess it, yeah the ups and downs have been all over the place i had my last ride oh i was just gonna ask you my official last ride with bus driver lady man this like intense romance that's been categorized. She was very sweet. She was like, I really appreciated all the time that you spent in chatting Aww. with me. Oh. Stop. It was nice. Um, I Like, this is the finale of the, the that saga, saga that's been... <laughs> that is over, for sure. 
the first 10 episodes of us just talking about your bus driver randomly on every episode hey that's significant that means i agree i mean fuck i i haven't counted it by any means but it certainly has been a hell of a long time i definitely have chatted with this woman a lot at this point yeah i know a lot about her (laughs) yeah i mean it's kind of fun when you have those random people you see often but you don't really know personally connections where you just incidentally see someone over and over again and kind of slowly get to chat with them. I definitely got to a point where close to knowing this person personally. <laughs> <laughs> like, should we hang out with her? Like, should we have her over for it dinner? Would, it wouldn't or? be a stretch. Uh, I love that. Oh my God. Let's just like incorporate this into our podcast. But like, I feel like now we just need to pursue an intense, be like intensely pursue this friendship with this woman. Definitely at first. <laughs> Okay, you know, we'll find her. got on the bus, exchanged pleasantries, maybe hung around and, and chatted with her for like a minute or two. Right. The last two or three weeks, I've been staying up there for like the first 15 <laughs> minutes of my ride. I mean, with her. man, even I've noticed that because normally you text me like yeah. right when you're kind of on the bus after work. And then and like it's, for it's a while, a you'll text me like at like 8, 10, you know, or whatever. And then... Recently, I definitely feel like I don't expect a text from you for like till like eight twenty because I know yeah. you're probably chatting with yeah. lady on it the bus is. for a while. It's kind of funny. Anyways, um, that that's a thing. Um, I kind of feel like that with our local grocery guy. I yeah, feel like no I've kidding. been chatting with him. He's just in love with you, though. Well, can you blame him? Wow. <laughs> just kidding. No, but like I don't know, similar kind of thing where you just chat with someone incidentally and then chat with them slightly more and slightly more. Yeah. yeah. True. Uh, but yeah, highs, lows. <laughs> um, definite high was mm-hmm. an unhealthy amount of time was put into obsessing over board <laughs> games. Yes, uh, it can confirm. <laughs> which resulted in a board game order. Fuck yeah, baby. Or two being made. Um. <laughs> Anyways, we the, the order was fulfilled very quickly, and already so we have received uh, some some new games. So we're uh, haven't haven't had the opportunity to try them yet. No, we tomorrow can't give is the official review. day off. The official review will come next week, perhaps. For real, we but uh, yeah, some new games to play. That you want to tell them what we got? No, we got so we actually we got a few <laughs> <Just> games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Got a few games. Got some magic cards. Right. New magic set today. That's a high. <laughs> that is a the high. highs are piling up. Um, <laughs> got some magic cards. Got a really fun game that I'm actually super excited to try called Muse. Yeah, that looks which super cool. It's very simple, pretty cheap. Not a big investment by you any means. You know it's a simple game when the instructions come on literally one page. One card. One card, Not yeah. even a book. Like, there's no. no opening of the book. It's one a card page. for the instructions. Um, and it's it's all to do with uh, these really pretty, well-done little art cards. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it seems like a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited to try this with you. Me too. I'm curious to see how it works. Same. Um, <laughs> we got that. We got Sushi Go, which we have played. We know how that one works. We've played it online. Have we played in person? Maybe we have. I don't know. I have. Have you? I don't know. Cam. Do you play it. in Gat? I was gonna say I kind of remember playing it. Maybe we may have now with Cam. There's a ch- shout yeah. out, Cam. Okay. Thanks for playing. She should go with us. Cam, our literal like one of two guests who have been on this podcast. So Cam, our listeners know Cam. <laughs> Back from episode whatever. Cam the fuck. might be one of our listeners. 
Candidly is one of our listeners. Cam, let us know if you're one of our few listeners that actually listen to each one of our podcasts, because the stats say we have a handful of them, and I bet one of them's Cam. Uh, Caverna. We got Caverna. Enough said. (laughs) It's funny. We have not played Caverna. No. But bought it anyways. So the, the buying the Muse game without playing it was not a huge stretch. It's, I mean, I think the fail case is pretty high. We're going to enjoy that game to some degree, and it was pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Caverno was a bit more of a stretch, having not played it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, we gave a pretty thorough play to Agricola. Yes. And did some pretty thorough research about the differences and uh, similarities between the two. Mm-hmm. Caverna is an effective sequel to Agricola, which we both liked a lot. It was we both super had a fun. lot of fun playing that. The, the worker placement worked pretty nicely, especially in a two-player setting. But the ultimate sell is that Caverna has dogs, where Agricola well, does not. Yeah. Doggos! No, it also seems kind of more interesting. Uh, it has some, yeah, totally. some quirkier components, a little more depth, and no cards, which I have to say... The cards are kind of neat in Agricola, and it's it's fun to have ways of diverting your strategy. Mm. But I don't love cards in those games, to be honest. It's crazy considering how much you love magic. You love a card game. I know. <laughs> um, the other game that's in this vein is Viticulture, which we yeah. played. And um, I don't love the cards which in that is game either. a big card. You know what game, game that uses cards really well in this vein, what? though, is Everdell. Oh, Everdale's been fun. Does a really good job. We played it a couple times, and it's like can give a moderate review on Everdale, which is just it's super oh. fun, adorable characters. Super there's a there's a huge difference play. between the cards in Everdale and the cards in Agricola or Viticulture. Yeah, having that kind of open field of accessible mm. meadow cards is so just different it it really opens it the field up changes it makes it the way feel... cards are commodified in the game yeah no it's not it, it's no longer a sense of who's gonna get the better draw it's no. more of a sense of who's gonna make better use of opportunity what strategy you want to employ kind of thing because there can be like this you know uh communal draw of cards in that game and like it's not like any of the cards i mean some of them are obviously no it's like, better it's or like worse, we're both but playing like, out of the same open hand yeah which is really cool and it's kind of fun because it's like well we're both just playing different ways we both have hands and we both have cards laid that allow us different opportunities yeah. already so it's like we're going to be going for different things and like yeah that is really fun. it's really cool i like that i think everdell's yeah. fun everdell is a really <laughs> well-made game it's like 39 on the top 100 oh really it's high True. That's fun. Uh, which is fair, because it's actually sick. It's a great game. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, so board games. That's been a fun... But I'm, I'm really pumped on Caverna. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Me too. Stay tuned for our review next week. But uh, it has made me think that if we ever... We, we talked about not, you know, trying to avoid... Repeats. Having games of similar mechanic. Right. Structure. Uh, every game we've mentioned in the last five minutes are all worker placement games. Right. That's kind of the core mechanic. You have to put a little piece on a spot to do a thing. That's, yeah. that's kind of what those games are about. Yeah. Uh, 
And I have to say, I think I really do feel like Everdell is a far enough departure from something like Caverna. Yeah. No, Anyways. I agree. I my downs. Mm. Uh, shutting down, going online, experiencing stress. Those are downs. Yeah. Well, uh, how was your week? <laughs> it's been good. It's been also, um, also like a fine mix of ups and. Uh, honestly, it's like not even ups and downs. It's like ups and stress. To be honest, True. like. For myself, personally, I feel like I haven't had any real downs other than just kind of the prevailing being finals of my final year of university and having actual amounts of work and projects and exams to do. Yeah, you've actually had crunch time lately, eh? Yeah, and just like the last whatever three or four days, having spent eight hours in front of a computer watching lectures and working on shit has been a minor bummer. And like... I say this from a place of complete privilege and being super spoiled that I haven't had to do that all a lot, but like definitely just like working proper full days of doing school has been mind numbing. And yeah, I just feel like I've gotten a lot of uh, screen fatigue, you know, like yeah. I don't even, Oh, I do. Know. yeah, I mean like, it's just such a weird feeling of like, I'd be so much less tired having gone for a two hour walk than I am from sitting in front of my computer. Like, it's just not. It's not about energy expelling. It's about mental exhaustion, kind of. Or It really is. I was talking to my mom today, and she suggested getting some, like, blue light glasses because they're supposed to help with, like, headaches and stuff. And maybe, like... I don't know if that's like, the only thing, though. I don't think it's the only thing. I think it might help. And if it I can find might. a cheap pair for 10 bucks or whatever, I might try it. Could. But... I Yeah, no, that might make a difference. It's, that's I think a, I have been getting kind concern. of headaches. Okay, well, then that's... It's legit enough. It's, it's fair. I... I find the difference for me is that mm. at the end of a long day of work, when you're not on the computer the whole time, you feel kind of tired. At the end of a long day of work on the computer the whole time, you feel like spaced out. And yeah. Kind of droned out and kind of. Totally. Yeah. It just, it, you feel off. Yes. That not is such tired. A, but not tired. Like, fi- like not any kind of physical good tired. Disjointed almost. It's yeah, because like it that is such a perfectly eloquent way of putting it. Because like it's such a difference between feeling tired and feeling spaced tired, like spaced yeah. out tired. Because that's so true. Like I was so spaced on the yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I bet. And like oh, it is weird. just so weird because like you know having even having any other job where you're not in front of a computer all day and like having kind of a healthy mix of. I mean, I hate to even say it, but when I actually had class in person yeah. versus online, it's a very different feeling. You know, you go it sit is. in a classroom for three hours and it's yeah, it's tiring, difference. but it's not like you say that kind of mind numbing spaced out. Like you've just been staring at blue light the whole day. And like, it's, it's a weird feeling for sure. I don't know. It Any is kind not of, the same. Yeah. I don't like, I don't love, that. I mean, no one does probably, but it's, you definitely take notice of it, of like, oh, <laughs> Staring at a computer for a full eight hours is not does not feel good on the on the brain. No, it's not fun. So that's been a little low light. Um, but fun announcement for our three listeners that don't care is that in exactly eleven days I will be, be done, done my yeah. undergrad. 
don't worry, because next week I'm sure I'll announce uh, it. Yeah, too. yeah, we'll have another another pod before then. Have a small, excite graduation after my after my uh, graduation, or not graduation, but after being done it pod. But that's exciting. Um, I have a silly highlight of the of the week, which is today, a gorgeous new, yeah, new pair shoes. of sneakers arrived for me, and the color palette is exquisite. They are black with some matte black and some other black highlights. Some black trim. A little bit of black trim on there, some black laces and a black sole. Chef's kiss. So gorgeous. We just love them. But yeah, I'm very excited because those shoes actually fit me really well and are super light. And I'm really excited to walk around in them. Yeah. Wear them tomorrow. Go for a walk. I will, except for it might be supposed to pour, so I might not if it's supposed to pour. <laughs> we'll go for Yeah. I do. I... Um... <laughs> go for a walk, guys. Get into the house. It feels good, even if it's raining. Own a raincoat. Be smart. Shit. I didn't do that. <laughs> Don't worry, I have a nice black raincoat to go with my all-black wardrobe. Anyways, cheers. I would like to take this opportunity to give a long, long disclaimer characterizing... Well, I don't know how many shots we're going to do, so I'm just going to do it now. Okay. And also, I feel like it's kind of fun. I don't know if the listener feels like this, but I feel like this. To invite our listener to drink, like, early on with us. So it's, it like, makes more of an sense. experience. We've you just know been I mean? doing it always at the end. With- I don't think always. I think it's just been the last couple, because I've forgotten until the end. And then I'm like, oh, right, drink with us. I think I started off doing it, like, near the beginning. I don't know. You guys can fact check that shit. I'm not doing it. I don't remember. But anyways, if you're of age and blah, 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 want to, blah, 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 you're not a donkey. What? <laughs> Do you just have Caverna on one? Or donkeys in that game, too. <laughs> I just wanted to say something that would actually get you shook. Oh. Cheers. I'm trying to I'll grab to my it. attention. A little bit. I see. <laughs> hey, by Emma Theater Kid. I've always been an attention horror. What can I say? Oh. You're just different than I'm normal. It's really people. unique. You're not into the mainstream. No, I'm eccentric. I'm not like other humans, humanoids. You are a freak. You're All right, a freak. what are we doing? Fuck. <laughs> um, so, not last week, but last podcast, we yeah. opened up the floor and let our patrons choose our episode. We did. Which was something. We certainly talked about something. It was how to become a wizard. <laughs> it was supposed to be how to become a wizard. <laughs> we just fucking didn't talk about that at all. <laughs> But that's the running theme of our podcast, so what are you going to do? Again, we're half an hour into it. We haven't broached our podcast topic, so fuck. But anyways, we thought that this time maybe we would do a bit of a... Get into the runner-ups. Yeah, just do like a bit of a honorable mention type of... Yeah. You know, not spend a full hour on any of these topics, but maybe just like do a bit of a... a quick taster of... Exactly. Oh my god. It's a charcuterie board of runner-ups. The wine and cheese of runner-ups. That's hot. So, the two runner-up favorites... Tequila and idiots of runner-ups. So, the runner-up options... I don't know what the order was. I know what two we're doing today, but... uh, Right. Um, I I do, I do, actually. So, second, we have... Useless Science Facts. Okay, that was second. Then, Hooray. thirdly... I'm curious to see what that even... 
Yeah. The person who submitted it had a very specific example, which is so funny. Was can like, we use it? Uh, yeah, I guess we can read her like DM about it for sure. Oh, um, be good. Yeah, sure. I'm down. I, I don't um, know. What it, I, I haven't seen it. You read it. Honestly, yeah, but. I don't even really remember. But it was like she. It was just funny because she was like useful science facts, such as, and like gave a science right. fact, and I was like, all right. I have not seen that. I'm um, down. And then our third, our third option was riddles. But I do have yeah. to say, I think those two were separated by, like, one vote. So they were pretty, yeah, they were pretty close. close. Right. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Tonight, I thought maybe we would um, dip our toes in and do, like, just a quick, you know, 10, 15 minutes on each. Something like that. Yeah, I'm game. That sounds fun. Do you want to start with riddles? Because I feel like useful science facts will be, like, a little more fun. So we'll, like, end on a, like, you know what I mean? Okay. Sure. Like a save the best for last kind of moment. Yeah. Save the more popular for last. Sure. Also, I have a really good riddle for you. Okay, this is the best riddle I've ever heard. So, a young lady was driving at night, and it was dark, and she was confused. And she hit what seemed to be a hitchhiker. In this panic, she grabbed the passed out or possibly deceased hitchhiker and threw it in her trunk and drove it home. Now, she has this body in her trunk. Okay. What should we she do with the body? Like, seriously. Guys, like, what should she do with the body? I'm, I'm just, I'm asking, no, no, I'm just asking for a friend. No, it's a riddle. I mean, it's just a riddle. I'm just curious. What does she, what does she do with the body? Because it's, I just wanted to know. Because it's, you know, a riddle. <laughs> Is this a joke? I'm confused. It is a joke. Okay. So guys, like, help a sister out. Like, what is she supposed to do with the body that's in her trunk right now? Wow. So the whole riddle thing was just a long, elaborate setup for this one punchline? Uh-huh. You liked it. I'm glad we went through all this joke. I... Kid you not, look back in our podcast, Eric, my favorite kind of jokes are the ones that just go on and on forever and have no point to them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're yeah. fucking welcome. You got me there. You're fucking welcome. Uh, so yeah, the point of this riddle is to just tell like a crazy story that happened to someone and then just like trail off and start asking for advice about what you do in this crazy situation <laughs> and then just be confused and be like... I'm just asking for a friend. No, I mean, it's a riddle. I mean, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, did you like it? Did you think there was a real riddle? For a moment, I did. I thought there was going to be a riddle. I was wa- I was listening very carefully you were, to you your, were choice listening yeah. your choice of words. Yeah. Your choice of words. <laughs> no, because I feel like there's a classic riddle that's like, you know, someone was driving in the night and it was... And the road was black and there were no stars out and a black cat crossed in front of their car... And they braked. How did they see the cat? Headlights. No, it was daytime. Bam! Blow your fucking mind. That's right, people. But anyways, you know, like one of those yeah. kind of riddles that's just like a yeah, wordplay. Yeah, you just gotta watch out for the... Yeah. But the joke of this is you just kind of go on for a while about carefully chosen words and then you just like freak out and start asking for help about some stupid situation. That's pretty dumb. Yeah. But I like it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, what do you have for me? 
Riddle me something, uh, baby. Popular Mechanics has some riddles of the week. Oh. Although riddles might be a generous. <laughs> these, these seem to be math and logic brain teachers. But we'll do them anyways. I don't understand math. Look at me. I don't know math. We'll see how difficult this is and then Kay. give up if it's too much. Okay. King Noop. <laughs> okay. Of the kingdom Catan. It actually... I'm not even kidding. Like Catan? Yeah. Like the game? Yeah. Okay. Dotes on his two daughters so much that he decides the kingdom would be better off with more girls than boys. Okay. And he makes the following decree. All childbearing couples must continue to bear children until they have a daughter. Mm-hmm. But to avoid overpopulation, he makes an additional decree. All childbearing couples will stop having children once they have a daughter. Mm-hmm. His subjects immediately begin following his orders. After many years, what is the expected ratio of girls to boys in Catan? Of girls to boys? Yeah. Given that every family has to have a daughter, but they all stop after having a daughter. Well, how many years? It doesn't say. It doesn't matter. It's a way down the road. I feel like it would just be the same. You have a you have one child, right? It's yeah. a fifty fifty chance that yeah. you have a girl or a boy. Yeah. If you have a girl, you're not allowed to have a boy. Yeah. Okay. But if you have a boy, you have to have a second child. Which could also be a boy. I Which think could also be a it's boy. It's going to be more skewed in favor of boys than it is girls. I think it's like three or four to one in favor of boys. Do you not know the answer? Are you? I don't know the answer. Not. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, it's, I have to click on a right. link to get Okay, answer, true, actually. true, true. Okay, so. We can, we can try and reason this out. I mean, I just feel like I'm like, I don't know. I'm, you know when you have a riddle and you're like, should I actually try and figure this out or should I like re-listen to the words and see if I'm missing oh, something? Oh no, 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 this is a logic. This is a logic this thing? This is not going to be a word sort of. Okay, thing. it's not going to be like, oh wait, he said, this, right. Again, I got this from popular mechanics, not. True. Okay, so you have, okay, all child pairing couples have one kid, okay? Yeah. Then, then your, ratio, them, your ratio is 50-50. Half of them are girls. So half of the couples have to stop having kids after a girl. Right? I'm like, I'm trying to like mind map this out again. I'm think, I say I'm not a visual person. I definitely have to. So half the couples have stopped having children because they have one girl. Yeah. The other couples have had one boy. Right? They continue having children. Continue oh, having it is children. still 50-50, isn't it? Right? I think so. They continue having children. So their second child, again, half is a girl, half is a boy. But everyone has to stop right. after a girl. I think everyone it might ends just... on a girl. Yeah. But the people that would have a girl, first child, second child, third child, is all 50-50. It's always 50-50 down the road. Right? But you stop on girls. One, like, there are families out there who are just going to have boys indefinitely. That, that yeah. is an option. So you have to keep having, that's, that's a very good point. So I don't know, I feel like it's either 50-50 or you're right, and it's skewed towards having boys. Because, wait, you're, yeah, you're never going to have two daughters, right? You can't possibly have two daughters where you, can have you also live in a world sons. where it's perfectly likely to have three or four sons. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's skewed towards having males. That's what I think. I think that's fair. Okay. Well, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Eight years to figure this out.
Here we go. Uh, the solution. Fuck that. What does it say? What does it say? It's going to be disappointing. Fuck. Each baby born is as equally likely to be a boy or a girl. Therefore, the ratio of girls to boys must be one to one. It's as simple as that, honestly. You might be tempted to solve this problem in a more complicated way. No, you would be. So here we more. go. If we're going to do the math, this is how it's going to work. Suppose there are N childbearing couples. Mm -hmm. Half of N will have only one child. Mm -hmm. a girl. Half of the other half of N, so this is N over four, mm -hmm. will have two children. One boy and one girl. Mm -hmm. Half of the remaining quarter, so N over eight, mm -hmm. will have three children, two boys and one girl, and so on. In this generation, the total number of children can be found from an infinite geometric series of yeah. N plus N over two plus N over four plus N over eight plus N and... Yeah. The sum of this series is 2n, since there will be exactly n girls, one per couple, yeah. girls, 50% of this just Fuck that! So, uh, yeah. I hate that there's was... a mathematical solution. That <laughs> ruins everything. That's <laughs> the worst reaction I've ever heard in my fucking life. So, based on the moral of the story, is that I was right and it is yeah, just 50 50. It's just 50 50. God Sorry to be it. so fucking lame. I wished it was your answer. That seemed more fun, but realistically, I think it does make sense. You hate that there's a mathematical solution. Babe, can I make a crazy request of you? You ready for another one? Will you pour some beer into my glass? That's crazy. Thanks. Um, here we go. Round two. Okay. I like these kind of non-word riddles. This is this kind of, this is not what You I'm hate talking. it because it's math. <laughs> I hate that there's a mathematical equation. <laughs> Just to prove how simple it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the math in it. I, I'm having a great time, but <laughs> it definitely kind of ruined me that the solution was so simple and was also backed mathematically. Um, well, it's about right. It is about right. <laughs> it's kind of what we're saying. A hen. Uh-huh. And a half. No. You got that right. A hen yeah. and a half. Lays an egg and a half in one day and a half. Oh, no. How many eggs does one hen lay in one day? I think I need more information. <laughs> <laughs> Same. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know. What's the correlation here? Like... First of all, what the fuck is a hen and a half? That's not a thing. I don't think so. So one and a half to one and a half to one and a half. So it seems like it would be one to one to one, but obviously that's, that's not as that simple. But maybe. Again, the last one literally was that simple. Like it's, well, it's one to one. No, it can't be that easy. <laughs> I mean, that's how um, ratios work. One and a half to one and a half to one and a half is one to, is one, to, one, to, one. to one to one to one. I know. There would be no way of knowing. This, all hens lay all amounts of eggs at different times, depending on their hen cycles, and right. I'm not gonna, I, I'm just going to look for the Just read it, because I don't, I don't know. Assuming that we are... Yeah. With the, I don't have anything one. more clever to say than, like, either I don't know, or it's just one-to-one-to-one, -to -one -to -one and I'm fucked. It's 
good thing we're not mathematicians. Um, Amen, brother. If 1.5 hens lay 1.5 eggs in 1.5 days, it must be that one hen would lay one egg in the same time period. 1.5 days. What? Oh! oh that actually does make sense. Oh, it makes it? so much sense. Because it doesn't matter how many hens there are. It's the all day, the same the, time, the time period? period of egg laying is the same. I guess that makes sense. Oh, fuck. That's actually true, that isn't it? That is true. That doesn't make sense. Well, it is a good thing neither okay, of us so are given that, it's two-thirds. Yeah. Well, no, what's the question? <laughs> how, well, how, how many eggs does one hen lay right. in one day? So 1.5 right. Yeah, hens, yeah, no, I see. Which means that it. one hen yeah. still lays one egg in, a day in half. 1.5 days. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, okay, I guess. Another! Okay. <laughs> okay, one more, one more, and then we'll yeah, do side sex. Um, you're rummaging around your great-grandmother's attic when you find five short chains, each made of four gold links. Uh-oh. It occurs to you that if you combine them all into one big loop of 20 links, you'd have an incredible necklace. So you bring it to a jeweler who tells you the cost of making the necklace will be $10 for each gold link that she has to break and then reseal. How much will it cost? <laughs> I'm ready to be wrong about this one, too. Okay, what are you going to say? 50 bucks. Yeah. I think five. Five chains. Yeah. Which means you have to break five links. That's all. Yeah. Because the other ones don't need to be broken to attach them. So you don't need to break both ends of a no. link to attach them. You only no. need to break the one end. Yeah. And then that's it. That's all there but is to it. There's nothing else to it. I agree. My only thought is how does the ends that are fastened work? Do you have to break either of those links? What do you mean? Do you have to break any links to have your clasp? You know? You think about putting on yeah, a necklace. But do you have to break it? So, you have your first thing? Uh-huh. To tie your first two? Yep. You make one break. Yep. Two. Yeah. So that's one. One break equals two things together. Mm-hmm. The second break equals three things together. Mm-hmm. The third break, four. Mm-hmm. The fourth break, you have all, all of your five. pieces in a line. Man, I understand. The final break ties them together. But do you need them tied together? Oh. That's my question. Oh, I understand how it works. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I think I'm just overthinking it. Says it says a but... loop. Wait, can you... <laughs> like, so I'm just it, thinking it, about if you make a necklace, like, are you trying to make this all It specifically stipulates that it you combine them all into one big loop of 20 links. Okay. So it's not... We're not just looking for a, a right. line chain. I'm right. pretty sure it has to be a loop. Okay, then I think you're right. Then I think you're right. Sorry. No, I just... I understand that. Sorry. I was just wondering about the clasping part, because I'm. that's not really how necklaces actually work. Yeah, no, you're right. But... <laughs> I think I'm overthinking. <laughs> perhaps. But yeah, no, I, 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 I you're right. I, fucking, who knows? That may very well be it. The most straightforward approach would be to break a link on the end of each of the five chains and then reattach the link in the bag. Look, this would result in a $50 cost. Oh, there but you, go. you can actually do it for $40. Oh, yeah. Instead of breaking a link in each chain, break all four links in one of the chains. Whoa. 
and then use those four links to attach the remaining four chains together. Now you save $10. That is smart. Oh, shit. So either way, it works the same. That's like, really you're, smart. We're still you're making, making it into one loop. loop. But no, damn. There's no, like, actual doohickey. Yeah. Hitch it. But holy shit. Smart. Never would have gotten to that second possibility. Very interesting. Okay, I kind of want more. I know, I'm yeah, like yeah, such yeah. a right, fucking right, masochist for one. these things. This one's hard. This one is... Um, they even has little buzzer lights to show that it's hard. Oh no. Here we go. This one is pure evil. The circuit breaker box in your new house is in an inconvenient corner of your basement. Mm. To your chagrin, chagrin, you discover that none of the hundred circuit breakers is labeled. And you face the daunting prospect of matching each circuit breaker to its respective light. Uh, we have to assume that each... A hundred circuit breaker lights? Each Jesus. breaker maps to only one light. Okay. To start with, you switch all 100 lights in the house to on. And then you head down to your basement to begin the onerous mapping process. On every trip to your basement, you can switch any number of circuit breakers on or off. You can then roam the hallways of your house to discover which lights are on and which are off. Oh my god. What is the minimum number of trips Jesus you need Christ. to make to the basement to map every circuit breaker to every light? Fuck. This is too rich for my blood. They give us a hint. The solution does not involve either switching on or off the light switches in your house or feeling how hot the light bulbs are. <laughs> okay, okay, no, that's because that's a classic riddle. Have you ever heard that one, by the way? Uh, heat one? No. It's just the quick riddle of that one is like the classic you have, you only can make one trip downstairs and you have three light bulbs and you don't know which light switch they correspond to. How do you make it in one trip? And the Answer is that you turn one on for a while, and then you turn the them all off, and the another one on. Then you go down, and the one that's hot is the one you had turned on, and the one that's on is the one that's on, and the one that's cold is the one that was always off. You know. Right. Anyway, it's just a classic riddle. So. Right. That's uh, why okay. they mentioned so that specifically. One hundred circuits. Okay. Hundred circuit break. Hundred circuits. Hundred lights. Yeah. Okay. Conundrum. My thinking. Yeah. Is that from the get-go, your only option is to go down and turn only one thing off. Mm -hmm. Turning any more than one from the first state of having everything on yeah. fucks you up. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's impossible to turn even two off and then to properly be able to map them. Yeah. You have agreed. to only turn one off. Agreed. So that has to be the case for a long time. So you turn one off, and then you have 99 that correspond to 99. So you turn one off. Yep. You go you upstairs, you find is. which one it is. Yeah. And then you have, and then you have yeah. 99 that correspond exactly. to 99. Probably so you, you have, have a... the same issue all the way down to what? Two? I don't know. Is it 99? It's kind of my thinking. But I don't know. I feel like there's a... 
Is there an easier way of doing this? There might be an easier way of doing this. My, you like, might be able the only to other cycle place, them. The only other thing my mind goes to is, like, what if you turn half of them off and half of them on? You might be able to do but I don't know. I don't know if that actually works out to being quicker. But like maybe probably you turn half of them off, half of them on. You go up. You know the half that are dark, the half that are light. Now you only have fifty to work from. These ones are dark. These 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 are the ones that correspond to these fifty. These are the ones that correspond to these fifty. Right. I I don't know if it's actually better because now you have more information on each light, and it's not going to take you ninety nine tries to go down and figure them out. You can't have this properly, anyways. No, so, you can't. I know. <laughs> so you have to. What if you were to divide it into sections of ten? Sure. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. So that's ten trips, theoretically. Okay. To section off those ten. Yep. But then is that helpful? Yes. Okay. Because then the next time you go down, you could turn on one of each. Okay. That's a really good point. Right? But in theory, no, because you still don't know which one corresponds to which one. Yes, you do. Why? So, the, fir <laughs> the first time you go down, yeah. you turn on only 10. Yeah. Only 10 are on. Yes. So you know... So you can you can mark it. You can Number say, one circle, 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 for all of those first 10. Yeah. You do that for all 100 lights in chunks of 10. Yeah. The next, the, the After you do that, the next time you go down, you turn on only one light. Of each of those clumps. Of each of those clumps. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, no, I get that. So that you go sense. upstairs, uh -huh. and you know what's supposed to be a circle. Yep. And if one of those circles is on, you match it. You that's can it. match You're 10 done of right them there. right out of the way. That's smart. Yeah, that makes sense. Although you have to do that 10 times, so you're, that's 100. What if you go half of these after you do so, that? So, well, what if what if you do this, the quarters? <laughs> so you section them off into proper quarters, mm -hmm. and then you just do one of each. Mm -hmm. Does that make a difference? What What if you even only leave it in the halves? Right. You You split it in half. Yeah. And then you you have a good sense of what the defined halves are. Yep. You do. One of each, and then one of each, one of each, and then one of each. That would break it in half, no? You'll know, you'll be able to assign two every time you yeah, do it. Yeah, instead of one. So you made one trip here. Yep. And then 49? So if you right? 50 trips? Yeah. 50 the minimum? Maybe. I think 50 is the minimum. I think we've cracked the case. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. I don't know. I that sounds... I think I that mean, might be it. I think maybe. 50 is the answer. We're getting cocky with it. You can map all 100 okay. circuit breakers to the respective lights in just seven. Seven? Trips to the basement. No. <laughs> what? How? Here's how you do it. Okay. So for the e for the ease of ca keeping track of things, put a piece of ma masking tape on each circuit breaker and on each light. On the first trip to the basement, flip fifty, like we said. Okay. Well, we got that fucking step one. Mark right? those with a zero and mark the others with a one. Mm -hmm. According, 
as you roam through the house to tally the lights, mark the 50 lights that are off with a zero and the ones that are on with a one. Sure. On your second trip to the basement, turn off half of the circuit breakers that are marked with a zero. Okay, so we were actually on the right track the first time we were going through this problem. Breaking it down to 25. Off half of the circuit breakers that are marked with a one. Okay, yeah. And mark all of these circuit breakers with a second number of zero. Okay. Flip on all of the other ones. So you you did 50-50 at first. Okay. Now half of your original of your first 50. You turn on and half of them you turn off. And same with the second yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Got it. Uh, and you're going to mark them with the binary numbers accordingly again. Okay. Got it. Do the same thing. At the end of the step, all of your circuit breakers and lights should be marked with either 00, yeah. 11, 10, or 01. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, you've completely separated the matching problem into four different groups of 25. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll continue this process. In the third trip, flip half, or actually 13, since 25 right. is an odd number, of all of the circuit breakers in each group to off and mark them with an additional zero. Mark the So you do the same thing again. So it, we were literally right on the right track at we the beginning. We were on the right track at the beginning. <laughs> now yeah. you'll have created eight different groups of either 12 or 13 lights and circuit breakers. Zero, 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 one, zero, zero. Anyways, you go yeah. on and get the idea. After the fourth trip, you'll have subdivided the groups into 16 more groups with either six or seven lights and circuit breakers in each room. Mm -hmm. After the fifth trip, you'll have 32 groups. After the sixth trip, you'll have either one or two lights or circuit breakers in each. Oh my god. So we were on the right track. Why didn't we just continue doing that? Because we got really... You know why? Can I tell you actually, babe? No, I'm actually, like, not kidding. What? Is we got really thrown by the fact that you couldn't evenly you divide it by two. two. Like, I literally... Yeah, it's true. Like, that was low... I mean, okay, this sounds really annoying and braggy, but just my actual first thought was, oh, you just keep dividing by half, right? That's the quickest way to do it. But then we were both like, oh, no, you can't divide 25 by two. That's crazy. That, that just couldn't work. But that wasn't the point. Like, you didn't have to divide you it evenly in half. You didn't have to divide them evenly. You just kept... That was the right answer. You just had to keep just, going. Huh. Well, well those we figured out how to get down to 50 from 99. That's real. I'm impressed. <laughs> so, part, part, part marks. We had the right idea for a while. Again, we're not mathematicians. <gasps> no. How long has it been? We need to move on. Okay, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. It really is. It's time is. for another shot. Okay. Also, we're almost done this tequila and we have another one. Yeah. That's true. I was excited about that. Wait, let me just ASMR this a little bit, a little bit more intensely. It definitely loses its punch a little bit. It kind of does, doesn't it? That's a generous one. Thanks. I'm a very generous pourer. I kind of like you, you know? Do you really? I do. Well, that's odd. You should probably look into that. Well, maybe. Oh! Mmm, that one bites. <laughs> I haven't done a shot in two weeks, and it's like, I feel like a shot virgin again, being killed for the first time. Whew. Okay. 
through the heart and you're too late you give love on that note I'm so sorry you know who's a huge Bon Jovi fan no my father really well I was just asking how to bond with your dad as you do I listened to I a didn't know lot it was all, it was through Bon Jovi dro- growing up. <laughs> that's pretty. That's not surprising for some reason. <laughs> Feels about feel like your dad. I don't know your dad very well, but I feel like he's a very classic kind of like dorky dad vibes. You know, like that's a very yeah. Your dad listened to Bon Jovi, of course he does. Like that's just a very kind of dad very vibe. Unfocused taste in music. Yeah, he, he more often than not listens to what is kind of coincidentally happening yeah on the airwaves around him Mm -hmm. the airwaves and on rare occasions in my childhood actually made choices of his own yeah doesn't he like queen he likes queen a lot Uh uh-huh I respect that. I like Although, Queen, too. that being said, at this point... Freddie is, Mercury's a legend. I don't know that he listens to Queen anymore. Right. But he liked Queen when you were growing Definitely up. Definitely listened to Queen. Like, he had Queen CDs. Like, intentionally listened to Queen. Um, That's fair. He listened to the Bee Gees. True. Love. Uh, bon Jovi was a big one, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was some Sir Bob Geldof. Who? Uh, I forget his band's name. English musician. Okay. Bit of a little I'll look him up school. before I try and have a bonding session with your dad. Rock dude. Um, mm-hmm. say. Definitely, there were some questionable choices. In I'm trying to there. remember because I feel like you've told me a lot of There was a hot minute. Uh, the Box. The Box was one from my dad. Mm. The box were Arcade Fire right. 40 years before Arcade right. Fire ever came into this. Well, maybe not quite at that one, but a long, quite a long <laughs> time decades, before sure. Arcade Fire. So it was the Montreal band with that sound, basically. Right. The same sound, but way, way before. Right. It's very strange. Anyways, let's talk about some useless science facts. Speaking of the force. please what? tell me whatever the example was? Oh, yeah, sorry. I don't even know. I'll actually look it up for you, right? Or, like, I'll look on my... Yeah, that would be awesome. I am curious. For sure, for sure. Cats have a non-fatal terminal velocity. Which, don't worry, I found an explanation for you. Wait. Terminal velocity Mm -hmm. that is Mm non-fatal? How does that work? Well, so they can fall from any height, yeah, and die from the impact is well non-terminal, but it's terminal velocity, non-fatal, right? From the from the velocity. So what I know, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this this is my understanding of this. Part. Okay, I I know as a human, the the science stands that if you jump out of like if you jump off the Empire State Building. Yeah. You're not going to die when you hit the ground. You're actually right. going to die before, before that. Before that, yeah. So my understanding of what you just read is that if a cat jumps off the Empire State Building, that terminal velocity is non-fatal. Right. They will die when they hit the ground. Right. But they won't die before that. But for some reason. The, the velocity won't kill them for right. whatever reason. 
So this is what Wikipedia has to tell me on more of that. The cat writing reflex is a cat's innate ability to orient itself as it falls in order to land on its feet. The writing reflex begins to appear at three to four weeks of age and is perfected at six to seven weeks of age. Cats are able to do this because they have an unusually flexible backbone and no functional clavicle collarbone. What? Yeah. They have no collarbone? No functional collarbone is what it said. This is a vestigial collarbone? I, I mean, it did say functional, like, intentionally, I feel like, so. In addition to the writing reflex, cats have other features that reduce damage from a fall. Their small size, light bone structure, and thick fur decreases their terminal velocity. While falling, a cat spreads out its body to increase drag. An average-sized cat with its limbs extended achieves a terminal velocity of about 60 miles per hour, while an average-sized man reaches a terminal velocity of about 120 miles per hour. A 2003 study of a feline high-rise syndrome... I read that right. Okay. ...found that cats orient their limbs horizontally after achieving maximum velocity so that its impact is more evenly distributed throughout the body. So, with their writing reflex, cats air. often land uninjured. Yeah. Well, how much is true? It's not cats always the case, they always land on their feet. But well, obviously, it's not always if you drop a cat from a hundred feet, they're probably gonna die still. But they can. That's very interesting. But genuinely, when you like, they get knocked off a shelf that is way higher than they have any right to. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh lighting. my god, I have definitely seen cats jump from, like, the top of a tree, and you're like, why, why, why are you doing this? And you're like, oh, and you're fine. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty good at it. They're pretty impressive. That is a weird one. Interesting. Which um, is obviously what led to the cats me... having nine lives, because, because you know, like, heights. No, no, you... oh. I was thinking of something else mm. entirely, but I learned to find, I mean, just knowing so little about anatomy. Yeah. Uh, I learned a fun thing. A few months ago, when I was doing my silly courses, just that uh, bone yeah. and muscle interplay in such an interesting kind of way. The larger a bone, especially in most animal life on Earth, bone size tends to be correlated exactly to muscle strength. Really? The bigger... A bone, the, particularly the more surface area a bone has, the more muscle strength that area will have. Interesting. The perfect example from my courses exactly is that a breastbone on a bird is a giant fused flat piece of shit to allow for the intense amount of muscle needed uh, for flight. That makes sense. The way it works is that muscle connects directly to bone. The more connective space, the more connective surface area you have for a muscle to join to a bone, the more possibility of greater muscle density and more strength. That's very interesting. So cats not having a functional clavicle, it's kind of neat. 
That means they have very little functional muscle in this area. Right. But they probably have very great high functional muscle capacity on the back part. That makes sense. Just Which does make sense. We're thinking about how cats move. They yeah. arch and yeah. maneuver their backs in pretty Or if you ever ways. see like a nature documentary of like a tiger or a panther, like well, they're, they're very they're arching, they're very too. rippled you see on, that along muscle. the back. Yeah, not totally. Not on the chest. No, not at all. That's interesting. Which is neat and makes sense. So thank you that logic. to our. Uh, that was our first. That was cool. our suggestion yeah, of right. science fact. Let's try and read like a couple more yeah, before we, do two more and then before we kill off. this. But here's a. Do you want me to read one for you? Yeah. Um. No useless science facts. No number from one to nine hundred and ninety nine includes the letter A in its word form, uh, and this has to be. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, no. I don't speak anything else. <laughs> don't, doesn't work much. Barely speak English. But apparently in English that's true. That's interesting. That's kind of wild. Cool. Until you hit 1,000. Oh, shit. Shishol. Until you hit 1,000. Hmm. Oh, because then there's yeah, a thousand. A thousand. Right. Um, would you like me to read the next one? Sure. Many oranges are actually green. They're not greens, though. While we assume that all oranges are orange in color because of their name, the fruit is often green when ripe. What? Thanks to plenty of chlorophyll. What? This is a good one. That's the crazy. The thousand one was lame as fuck. But it was. This is fucking. Wait, cool. I didn't know this. I did not know this either. In South America and totally. other tropical locales, oranges are green year round. This what? happens with tomatoes as well. Like a ripe green tomato. That happens. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. But in the U.S. where it's colder, oranges lose their chlorophyll and take on the color that matches their name. What? Moment of silence for fucking green oranges everywhere. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Because North Americans are used to oranges that are actually orange, imported fruit is either exposed to ethylene gas or shocked with cold water in order to remove chlorophyll. So we could just be buying oranges in their normal green state, but instead we're like obsessed with the fact that they're called oranges and so we just want them to be orange? That is not surprising. I've heard of so many marketing strategies where various food products have been effectively cheated into the whatever color people expect them to be. Why do we have orange cheese? This think, is the thing that I don't understand. Guys, wait, this is like a really important question. Does orange anyone have any sense. I don't, I don't understand it at all. Like milk is white. Milk is white. Butter is white. I, well, Cream cheese, yogurt, it's, it's, it's all also, white. Well, Why the, the fuck the, is the orange? The difficult thing with that is that white cheese is not proven to be inaccessible or... It's normal. It's a totally normal yeah. thing to buy. 
Also, why orange? Like, we all now think of orange as being a cheese color. It's literally no more of a cheese color than green or purple. Why orange? I don't understand orange cheese. If somebody has information on why we've started dyeing cheese orange, please let me know, because it's fucking mind boggles me. What? (laughs) The orange cheese shit is really weird. That is the, that is the strangest coloring of food it. products. Although there are so many crazy examples of companies that produce food and drink that go through leaps and hurdles to make their thing look the way that it is expected to look. Because like the amount of whiskeys that are clear that are tinted right. to be not clear the amount of because some of it like i know ketchup for example isn't as red as ketchup no. is but i do understand that tomatoes are red and we understand that bright red is tomato-y sure at least that has some kind of correlation the fact that orange is randomly introduced to white milk i just don't understand it no the cheese the it cheese one is no sense. you might as well dye it purple well you know the cheese I mean? one is I, Again, the cheese one is really weird because it is acceptable and normal to have white cheese. Yeah. That's not weird. There is a but long, deep-seated tradition like of having white cheese. I don't know reason. where orange cheese comes from. Why orange? Like, they literally rolled a die. And we're just the ketchup like, thing is orange. weird and crazy and doesn't make a lot of sense. But you're but like, oh, at it's least red. tomatoes are normally red. Yeah. Making things more of their natural color at least makes a bit of sense. It's cheese, turning like, up the Cheese saturation. has been made for centuries, and it's often white. I know. White cheese isn't new. No, we all know and eat this. And then randomly sometimes we have it be orange for fucking no reason. Alright, let's do another. One more, one more. We probably, this podcast is like 18 years long. Dreamt is the only word in the English language that ends with M-T. Whoa. It's not science fact. Yeah, it's not science-y at all. But that's a fun fact. No, it's lempt. Um, and on that note, the this- Hawaiian pizza okay. was invented by a man who was Greek and Canadian. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's about right though, isn't it? Thanks for taking a break with us, and thanks for tuning back in. Right, babe? We appreciate it. We really do. (laughs) I promise. Okay. I love you. I love you too. And we love you. We love you. See you next time. Mm